everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials, or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street, or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, y'all. We are here. I am queer. Sheree is black. (laughs) (laughs) And we are covering killer clowns from outer space. (laughs) I can't. Killer and clowns have K's for those of you who don't know. (laughs) I can't take it seriously anymore. The K-K-F-O-S, if you will. (laughs) We are here because we love the 80s. (laughs) Do we? Do we? I, so I've not seen this movie since I was a kid. And as a kid, I know I was a pretentious little bitch. And I was like, maybe now that I'm less pretentious, I'll like this movie more. I don't. But I do like how it makes me feel. Much like Cocaine Bear, I don't like it. But I like how I feel when I watch it, but I don't need to watch it again. This Cocaine Bear is a masterpiece compared to this film. I don't know. I'm about to revisit, girl, because, like, I... <laughs> I This, okay. This movie. This movie. Can we talk about how this might be the most egregious part where adults are playing teenagers? Listen. Like, I did I did appreciate in the beginning opening scene in the, in the ice cream truck the body diversity because you had a thicker woman there. That was nice to see in 1988. But then, but then, like two seconds later, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong about this one, but I'm pretty sure they made a binge and purge joke, and I was like, "Okay, here we are again." The '80s were a time because people were celebrating John Hughes movies, but like when you revisit them, there's a lot of problems. Um, not to be shitting on somebody who's no longer with us. Again, I grew up loving The Breakfast Club as an adult. I see some things. Um, pretty. We were all Molly Ringwald kids. Sixteen candles. Ooh. For keeps. Basically, Molly Ringwald's eighties career, which again, like even as an adult, she's been like, "Wow." Um, I watched it with my child, and my child was like, "Mom, you know that that is," and she's like, "Yeah, I know this now, and I just forgot that we did that back then. I'm so sorry." <laughs> um- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this. <laughs> I did not catch. I don't know if I missed the dialogue moment or what. I did not catch that her the cop was her father. Cause did you not catch that either? No. I knew she was dating the other one and then they broke up. But I did not know that her it makes sense though, because he's always an older cop. So it's about time he was also a dad. Like he wasn't that old though. But like she was old, because again, <laughs> These kids that make out point look 40. And I'm like, I need to be in fucking houses. Where, where is her, your mortgage? Her, her dad and her boyfriend were all the same age. Both boyfriends. The, the ex and the new one. Both look like they were boomers. I was like, is this a cast of boomers playing teams? Wait, no. Okay, wait. I think we're both talking. Okay. The guy that is her, the other, the younger cop was, I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be her dad. The blonde cop was her ex-boyfriend. Then why is she calling her... I'm so confused because he called her baby at the end of this movie. At the end, he called her baby and like kissed her head, like it was her kid, like it was her dog. Like 
Because she got a new boyfriend, but also he's bold. I'm confused. Either way, these ain't teenagers. These are 30, 40-year-olds playing teenagers. As somebody who's been 25 a lot longer than she should have been, I call bullshit on all these fools. (laughs) (laughs) Especially the girls in the ice cream truck at the beginning. They weren't just playing teenagers. They were playing like... 12-year-olds, because they were like, oh my god, we're getting ice cream. And they sh- and I was like, that's my mom, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's my mom. I'm just kidding, it's not my mom. But, like, old enough to be my mom. And I was born a year after this movie was made. Like, <laughs> I just, I really wanted to know more about the education system in this town, because if all these old people still in high school, <laughs> what is we doing? We're younger. What is we doing? Um, and they had kids. They had kids in this cast. Listen, which makes it even harder to look at. Like I, again, I my 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 soothing place as a slasher where the forty year olds are pretending to be eighteen and getting knife wounds in the chest by Jason and them. But like, this is stretching it too far. <laughs> this is because they were in the backseat of that car and they were like, "Oh, those doofuses." I'm like, "No, you need to be in an office. You need to think you're right. family." Like. When I'm confused about a father, like, what is, <laughs> they could be playing mother, uh, father, daughter, like, that is a problem. I, j- I, <laughs> I, at no time, I just had to let logic go. I just had to let logic go. Because oh. again, we're fucking with killer clowns, K and K. And so I was like, you know what? Logic don't live here. Um, <laughs> Not at all. And who, like, uh, I I also need to go on record as being, like, because of the way the clowns were walking when the camera was behind them, I was like, do they all have, like, dump truck asses or what? Because this is a sway. And then, like, I saw their shoes, like, oh, that's right, the clown shoes would make you walk weird. Because I was like, um, everybody got junk in the trunk in these, like, fucking clown suits, right? Like, what is happening? Are they going to do a porno instead? And then I saw the fucking clowns. I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Look. Like, why is no one... These clowns don't even look like fucking clowns. They look like monster clowns. Why is everyone like, oh, they're so cute. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What? <laughs> I just... I, and, and also, like... No one's concerned about this random circus tent in the middle of the woods. Like everyone's like, let's just go in. I think it's a good. I think it's a good time. I think it's appropriate. I'm used to just circus tents popping up in the middle of the woods for no reason. Listen, this is one of the small towns where I could never be because people were just like, oh. And again, don't get me wrong. There's something quaint about these like weird small towns and '80s horror movies where people are just like super gullible and they just go along and like investigate things. Cause like again, could never be me. <laughs> so it's like watching National Geographic for people in the suburbs. Um. But also speaking of small, this town. Why is this town circus themed? I mean, the restaurant is circus themed. They have a circus theme park. They, is it is it small? They have a fucking theme park. You know what, Trent? You're asking questions <laughs> that need logical answers, and you just let that go. Just let it go. Oh, someone said hell. <laughs> um, can we talk about how they get into the like a circus tent spaceship and like fucking Zoom and nine other kids shows from the nineties? 
can we talk about this the circus space tent yeah. and how it looked like fucking play world it like <laughs> listen i was like my siblings watch this bullshit <laughs> i i've seen this in zoom i've seen this on pbs i've seen this on disney channel i've seen this shit like the mickey mouse club is happening here like what is, what is i saw on? Brittany. i saw her she was there Brittany Christina was over there harmonizing in the corner. Like <laughs> Ryan Gosling showed up with JT. It was there. And JC Shazag was there. They were Everybody. all there. Everybody was there. But it's getting down <laughs> and the clown. <laughs> this movie puts a whole new meaning to down the clown. Stop. Just stop. No. The DTK. Because again, this clown is spelled with a K, y'all. I cannot stress it enough. The clown and is they look like it. Listen. They look like a K clown. They did though. I was like, they got some dump trucks, but also they racist. <laughs> <laughs> they probably yes. They didn't. They, well, they didn't attack any black people, so there was nothing to sell. Because <laughs> we were like vacate. We will not be here with y'all fools. Bye. Look. So why was one of them on a bus, or did it get off of a bus? That was confusing to me because like the bus shows up and then it goes away, and suddenly there's a clown there. Did it get off? The, did it, was it like oh? Like that scene from Annie. <laughs> I saw that happen and I was like, I don't know what I was take away from this, but I'm just here for Two the ride. Bags, one da, one <laughs> me. I... Star to be. <gasps> Do you remember Star to be? <laughs> what was that? A friend of ours, I don't want to call her out. Well, fuck it. Angela from college. You remember Angela? The little primo. She was, a, anyway. Her fucking, her fucking vanity plate on her car said "Star to Be." Was she before I got there? No, she was with Ashley Ayers, and uh, you don't remember Ashley? I don't know an Ashley Ayers. Okay, guess they were before you. Anyways, her vanity plate said "Star to Be," like star the number two. I would have dragged B. her. And I would remember that. Um, She's also told me. That she was still a virgin because she had only had anal sex. And I said, <laughs> I guess I'm always going to be a virgin. <laughs> I had a whole spit where I was a virgin then. <laughs> anyway, star to be. Star to be. The clown be. that was star to be. But yeah, where did it come from? And then it was doing those hand puppet things. That was a cool moment. I liked that moment. The hand puppets were cool. The balloon animals were shaky, but cool. <laughs> balloon dog. <laughs> I think this is just one of those movies where it feels like it belongs in the home of like the blob and the attack of the killer tomato. So it's kind of like sci-fi horror movies where you're not sure why it's being made, but you're watching. <laughs> That's fair. But I did. I, I prefer the blob to this. Of course. I will say that. Of course. Because <laughs> I don't know what was worse in this film. The acting... Or the writing. It was just... <laughs> I I don't know if it's my hot take or not, but I... Of course it's my hot take, but I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> Stay true to form. True to form. I never understand how these kind of movies get made or why. However, I'm grateful for the laughs, even if they're not where the filmmakers intended them to be. That was my hot take, so I'll find another one before we get down there. But like, I want to know what these filmmakers intended this movie to be. Steven Chiodo, Charles Chiodo, and... And Edward, it's a fucking family. It's a fucking family, Sheree. It's like the Duggars made a movie. (laughs) My ovaries just like... (laughs) 
I think I think sometimes it is just like the greedy money grab to be like horror's big. Let's make a horror movie. People gonna see it because we always do. Like we're easy money, and I hate that for all of us because like we do get overcrowded with people who don't want to be in the community, but they know it's a quick buck. And they're like, we can make a cheaper horror movie and we're going to just like get some people to go put some butts in some seats and it'll be fine and dandy. And most people get like a fucking franchise off of that shit. And I hate that for all of us. But again, that is the cycle of film. And that's why we gravitate towards the people who want to be here and want to do a thing. And then there are people who just set out to make movies that they know are going to be campy. And some people are going to laugh and some people aren't. And they're just like, the few laughs we get are worth it. And I don't know where this group falls at in that. <laughs> this family, this fucking family, yeah. I mean, you know what? I don't know where they fall at. And I, again, I like how it makes me feel, but I don't need to see it again. Because I saw it as a child a couple times because I'd watch anything that said scary as a child, even if it wasn't scary, which most weren't for me. <laughs> and I revisit it now and I'm good to not see it again. But I did like the way it made me feel when I was watching it and laughing at probably all the wrong things they wanted me to laugh at. I will say, I did enjoy Suzanne Snyder's hair. You would. It was was 80s perfection. I mean, teased to no end. Teased to hell and back. Like... In her shower, quote-unquote shower scene. I did appreciate there was no boobies in this movie. I was like, thank God. It's a family film, Trent. What? <laughs> but like her shot. Did you notice that when she, t- the popcorn. When she goes to get into the shower, the popcorn, God damn it. But when she goes to take her shirt off, she like, looks like she's putting it, making like a little bikini top. <laughs> she like puts it into like the bottom into like her collar, like, like Daisy Duke style or something. <laughs> I was like, are you showering or like. I don't know what you're doing. It made me wonder if she was trying to make a weird thing about getting popcorn out of her tits. Because, like, that's not how I get things out of my boobs. I, as somebody who is busty and wear low-cut things all that's the fucking true. time when I go outside, there's usually food in there. That's just, those are the facts. If, you, if you're if you a boob-having person, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not a boob-having person, you're just like, nuh-uh. But yes. Yes, yes, yes. The things that you are over-sexualizing, sometimes get a straight french fry, a straight tater tot, chip crumbs. Whatever, whatever I was eating and drinking that day, I've come home and been like, oh no, why am I bleeding? And it's just like a red wine stain in a bra that was too light to be drinking red wine in. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. In the, in the beginning when they're trying to be chased out of the, the tent and they get the popcorn shot at them. I love how the popcorn... It's, it's, it's so obviously a canon every single time. It's like, they're running. Shot. They're running. And another one. As a kid, the first time I saw this movie, I was like, why is the popcorn still on them? It would fall off. <laughs> it it was would like fall off. It was like and, stuck to her like barrettes. Right? It was like fucking barrettes. I could not understand that as a child. I was like, popcorn falls off. Popcorn falls off. And then she started moving around on her bathroom floor. I'm like, oh, okay. But still, you should have done something different. Because popcorn falls off. And that's <laughs> why I knew I was pretentious little shit as a child. Because I just not could let that go. I was like, this is not how popcorn behaves. <laughs> right. And you know, it's always a bad news bears when you're eating the popcorn and it falls to the ground. You're like, well, fuck, I missed that. I don't like popcorn. I like the smell of popcorn. I like how it makes me feel. I, I love popcorn. It is a bad, bad thing. It gets stuck in my teeth. There's never enough butter. I just, why am I there? 
Um, but, but there's something about the smell of it, and I think it's because I associated with movies. Because a few times I went to the theater as a kid, I smelled popcorn, and mm. so there's always that like, yeah, let's get some popcorn. It's like I don't want this shit, and so. <laughs> Um, whenever Animal Draft House is like, we're not seeing you in a minute, you poor bitch. Here's a bowl of popcorn on us. I'm like, I don't want popcorn. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> oh, no. It's something I like. But also, I cash in on it and I have to make myself eat it because, like, poor kid problems. And I'm like, it smelled right, but it's popcorn. Listen, one of the things that sent me specifically is the sound not lining up with their lips. That's one of the few things I cannot forgive. Um, it's one of the few things I could not excuse. <laughs> I I know technology is hard and some of us are going through things, even as sound designers, but the lips got to match the words. And the weird... <laughs> the weird um, filter that they fucking put on these voice actors who voiced the, <laughs> the clowns. I did a bunny bit I did a What is going on? I was like, what in the Muppet Babies are we doing? <laughs> and I don't know if that was a, a, a voice actor choice or if that was a design choice or a director choice. It was the wrong choice, but it was a choice. I, there were so many wrong choices. However, one of the things I did not notice or care about as a child is that this is a PG-13 sci-fi horror movie. And knowing that as an adult, I, I am a little bit more lenient because like back in the day as a kid, I'm like, fuck this bullshit. This is a whack-ass movie. Um, but as an adult, I'm like, it's not for me. It's fine. The kids could watch it and they will. It worked. Like it was a gateway for so many of us. We all saw it as youth. And we were yeah. like, we don't know if we like it, but we'll watch it again because it says horror. And <laughs> I feel like if I had watched this as a kid, I think I would have liked it because I it would have given me like super like creepy. I can't, I've said this twice now in the last couple of months, last weeks, uh, but super creepy Disney Channel original movie. Like it does uh, it feels super like no. Disney Xenon. <laughs> I'm not going to say I liked it as a child. I wouldn't go that far. But I like, never saw it as a child, so I can't say that I did or didn't, but I think I would have. All it needs is have. like Raven Simone to like pop up in there and be like... You might have liked this. I, As a kid, I liked watching 80s horror because, again, I was watching it with my older brothers, and they were like older, older, and so like a lot of the shit that they were showing me were 70s, 80s stuff. And so I, I liked watching 80s horror movies. I liked how it made me feel. I wouldn't turn it off if it was on. But like a lot of the movies I probably saw on Cinemax as a kid that were horror movies or like sci-fi, I'm just like, it happened, but I don't know if I liked it. Like Swamp Thing and all of them. Like I, I'm sure if I revisit a Swamp Thing and Second of Killer Tomatoes, I'll probably be like, yeah, I still don't like it, but it still feels good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I will say the scene where the clown is like puppeteering the cop, the dead cop. Yeah. That is the most effective scene in this movie. It is creepy as fuck. So creepy. Especially like the, the close-up on his face. He's like, we just want to kill you. And I'm just like, terrifying. That's, that, that, would, that scene would have given me nightmares as a child. I think it was the strongest scene, but like still, it, the pacing was off and the way they did it was off. But again... PG-13 and a B movie and so I, I can't ask for a high art but I do I 
I I have a special place in my heart for all B movies. I'm not gonna lie, even if I don't like them, which I don't usually. <laughs> um, there's something <laughs> about people grabbing a camera, being like, "We're gonna make a bad movie, but we're gonna believe in it and have fun while we fucking do it." And right. that's a feeling I thought I would have by this time in my life, and I don't. Because <laughs> I mean, the movies I have worked on, I did props. I let I let go with God because I don't want to be part of those. Um, <laughs> um, and so I've never gotten to like actually be on a real set and to like be among the people making the fake blood and like the screams like I always wanted to. And so I think that's why I have that special place in my heart for B movies because like we should all get to make a B movie every once in a while. Like yeah. Everybody. Well and I do have a I do even though I don't love this movie, it's I'm glad it exists. I'm glad someone was able to make it. I'm glad that these this the the Duggars 2.0, the horror Duggars were able they're gonna sue us, rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're able to to make this movie, and there are people who love it, and I am never gonna yuck someone's yum, but it's just not for me. It's not. It's not my cup of tea. I think that's one of the things I do love about this genre specifically because again as i've said we get so many people who are just like money grabbers and we get so many people who are just making things that will never land for me i'm not the audience for so many movies that come out so many movies oh yeah same but there's because it's such a big genre and because there's so many different kinds of subgenres underneath that umbrella there's always something for someone and like a lot of us love movies that are objectively bad like we just do oh (laughs) I, I could probably think of five movies on the top of my head that I fucking love, but I cannot tell you this art. I cannot fight with you if you say they're bad. I'm just like, oh, yeah. I really fucking like it. I really fucking respect it. And this is my director. Because, like, that's just... I love Cocaine Bear. You and do. it's not a great movie, but <laughs> no. it's like, it's I really love it. Listen, and I think that that is one of the things I like about the genre, and I wish that more people remembered that, like, we get a lot of crap in this genre that becomes good when it finds the right person. Right. Like a lot of people still make fun of all Friday Thirteens, and some of them are good. Most of them are not. <laughs> I'm excited to see what I'm excited to see what my imaginary dad Brian Fuller does with this prequel series. Yeah. That's gonna be the best Thank one, you. hands down. Already know it. Don't come at me. <laughs> and <laughs> and but like objectively, it's not a great franchise. But people love it because they saw it in their youth. They connected mm-hmm. with whatever they connected with. They have the fond memory. It's in their heart. And I think that sometimes we don't give ourselves the space and honesty to just be like, I grew up with this and that's why I like it. Or Mm -hmm. it hit me this way because this thing happened or this memory. We're just like, it's the best thing ever. How fucking dare you? Right. Again, we are two podcasters. Trent, we see so many bad movies a year that people love. Same. The Shining. Texas Chainsaw. We see so many movies every year that people love. And I think that while we can we can say we don't like them, um, we can shit on them for all the right reasons. At the end of the day, it's not somebody's favorite movie. And that's fine. Yeah. We're not saying you can't like it. We're just saying it's yeah. not good. And I think that it's fine to be like, it's not good. And own that it's not good. If you if you like a movie that's not good, just say that. Own it. Right. Because, again, we have so many actors who learned how to act while they were making a franchise. Truly. Truly. And I was going to say, and I will say, I I think 75% of the time, there are those, that 25%, don't get me wrong, but 75% of the time, when you or I or both of us don't care for a film, 
we usually will go at it as this film just isn't for us. Like it's yeah. not, I don't enjoy it. That's not to say that like someone else can't enjoy it. And it's not to say that it's a shitty, like it's a bad, shitty, terrible film. Like there's very, I would say like 25% of the movies that you and I have watched, we have said, oh, this is objectively a shitty film. Yeah. No. There's some, don't get me wrong, but like on the majority, it's even if we don't like it, it's been just because it's just not for us. There are very, 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 very few movies where I've ever been like, don't watch this bullshit. And that's right. because they are so blatantly offensive that I, I just can't. I can't. That, it, and I think that's a whole different, like, like critique. Look, <laughs> again, 2022, I didn't like most movies. Coming up with a top 10, I was a buzzer beater for Mary Beth and Dresden Drill for my top 10 list. Cause I was like, I'm still watching stuff. I know it's due tomorrow, and I'm I'm trying to find some movies. I'm trying to find some movies, Mary Beth. I got a top five. <laughs> I can tell you right now. Oh, <laughs> but like again, with me not being the audience for most of the movies that came out last year, there's only one I legitimately would like to fight. And I've said many ways, many times, I would send it to hell in a handbasket in the express lane. And it's soft and quiet. Cause again, I don't do shit for shock value, especially when it comes to racism and anti-Semitism. And so like. Miss me. Blumhouse, miss me. Uh, and again, like that, uh, to just stay in Blumhouse, because I should on so many of those movies. Um, There's so many movies that came out from them last year that I hate, but I can't be like, don't watch Firestarter. Don't watch Unhuman. I'm just like, I don't ever want to see this shit again. And I keep going about my day. What? <laughs> right. I'm not going to exactly. fight you out on the streets if you're like, I got merch. I'm not, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, and I wish my people- And that is okay. Listen, and that's the thing that like gets lost in the discourse is because people are like, if you don't like this movie, I got to fight with you. And it's like, it's fine. It's low stakes. You are not seeing a dollar for this movie. You know how to fight everybody who has something negative to say about this movie. <laughs> Go out and get a hobby. Go out and like meet people. Play a video game. I don't know. Walk children in nature. Listen, I don't believe in nature, but you know what? Whatever gets you away from your keyboard. Go so farm can... some chickens. Listen, it'd be such a fucking boring world if we all liked the same shit and we all hated the same shit. And right. so I think that instead of us just being like, oh, so-and-so likes that movie, m- mental notes, if I see movies like that, send it to so-and-so. We're just like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and I'm just like, Twitter, why are you this way, girl? But really, though, but really, though. I, yeah. And so, yeah, ultimately, did I have fun watching this movie? Absolutely. Like, yeah. this movie is fun. Will I ever watch this movie again sober? No. I didn't watch it sober Will last it... night, and I'm going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> Would I watch this movie again if I were, like, tanked out of my mind and someone's like, Trent, we need to watch Killer Clowns and be like, <sighs> okay, with a drinking game. <laughs> Edible in a drinking game, like yeah. I <laughs> truly. Listen. But like, hey, again, some people love it. I'm not gonna yuck your yum. I'm just saying, I got problems. I got questions, questions, and more questions for this movie. Listen again, I. A lot of us are from the '90s. We are '90s kids. We know mm. some shaky movies exist in this genre that we love. And we love a lot of those shaky movies. We are basically picking our fighters every time we watch a movie because like, again, <laughs> it's an oversaturated market and some people don't enter it with the right reasons or wanting to make a real movie. They're like, let's make something silly and just get some butts and some seats so you can like put this money somewhere. Cash grab, cash grab, ripping this off, ripping this off. 
which is why so many movies do bite something successful beforehand. Like, think about it. How many movies tried to copy Scream? Every movie made in the late 90s, early odds. Listen, how many tried to copy Halloween? Every movie made in the early 80s, late 70s. Listen, and so of course they're not going to be good. <laughs> um, but the thing is, we we keep hope. Like, it's being a horror fan is a lot like being the not creepy religious people. Because, <laughs> like, you believe in these, like, men who keep rising from the dead. <laughs> you you believe this movie's <laughs> going to be different. You believe this Halloween is going to fix this whole fucking trilogy. And then you go and you're like, oh, no, my face is cracked. <laughs> I love that analogy. That is so fucking true. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I know whenever I hit play on a movie, no matter how hard I'm reading for it, it's probably not going to be a, a five out of five for me. <laughs> And it's fine. It's fucking fine. It's a movie. Right. Again, I didn't produce it. I didn't direct it. I didn't write it. And so my stakes are low. I am just like, if I have a good time, I have a good time. If I don't, I hopefully I've seen worse. <laughs> and sometimes you have it. And you know what? Life goes on. And then you get a story to talk about. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and then you get an episode of the podcast. <laughs> Listen, unless it's a movie I cut off 25 minutes in, I'm just like text trying to be like, we ain't covering that. Move on down the list. Hold on, I'll just give you that. Hold on. I was like, ease on down. <laughs> I like how the lamp was ready to go. <laughs> I need some blue and pink uh, gel to put on this. <laughs> I was like, ease on down the road, Trent. Ease on down the road. What is the next movie after this one we will not be covering? Um... <laughs> I'm so glad because I didn't even fucking start it. I wasn't looking forward to it, but I was like, I will bite the bullet and do it and try to pick it. It's it's a real thing because like the thing about having a podcast is you want to give people access to new stuff, especially stuff that everybody has seen. Um, But like sometimes they love it and it it ain't for neither of us. And so what's the point of shading a movie for an hour (laughs) when we could just be like, nah, Nah, (laughs) and talk about something that we won't put on possibly. Yeah. Right, then we do men, and here we are. Uh, <laughs> that Patreon was doomed. That month was just going to be doomed no matter what. It was between that and the other movie. I still stand by men being the better choice, even though I hated that too. I <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I oh, I actively watched men. I'll give it that. And I'm not going to watch that other movie. Listen, um, I would rather watch men again than watch that other movie. <laughs> and I hate men. Like, if you're on our Patreon, you will probably have heard it. I can't do math. But time is coming. Yeah, you have had to heard it. You've had yeah. to at this point because this is coming out in a, a, a while. So, <laughs> y'all will know how much I hate men. Like, y'all will know. <laughs> yeah, we both hated it. Surprise, surprise. Y'all will have one of the few times we agreed. There might be. We weren't fighting on fear. <laughs> but I'd rather watch that than the other movie. And. That happens all the time. And it's because, again, Twitter is this thing where people love to be seen loving things as opposed to being like, yeah, or it was fine, or it was okay. We have to be always 100 or zero, and we can't ever do anything in the middle. And that's not how film happens. So many of them are mid, and it's fine to be mid. A mid movie is better than a bad movie. Right. Well, and I think it's also something to be said for like quote unquote stand culture mm-hmm. out there now like you know we're 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 experiencing swarm <laughs> so like we're seeing that but like yeah like this especially with female pop stars or female musicians these like just militaristic 
almost fans out there. It is wild to me. Like, I have my favorites. Don't get me wrong. I have my queens who I love, and as everyone does, probably. But, like, or everyone should. Let me put that out there. But, like, am I? if you come to me and be like, oh, I'm a Swifty, am I going to be like, you're, I don't know, I'm a, I might question you. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Swifties. I still love you. It's just I don't love T Swift. But anyway, I you know I, and some people do though. There are some Christina fans who, if you say you're a Britney fan, they don't fucks with you. And I'm like, but like also, I remember your heyday where you could not say anything bad about Christina, or you would go to the Twitter immediately, and I'd be like, I'm in the room with you. Like you could have just said, I, I, I've, I've, I've been there. I've grown. I've yeah, grown. I still have. love Christina. Still love her. No. There was a moment in time, though, where anybody said anything about Christina, Trent was not having it. Because I remember, I was like, I don't like this song. She's making noises. You, you stopped the car. And I was like, oh, I, I could have just walked. I, look. <laughs> you lucky I hadn't seen Swarm yet. I've been like, look, you say. <laughs> no, you were the original Dre. Um, <laughs> no, but there are worse than even I was. Like, there are really some... There will be people that will, like, if you had said that to some people, they would have been like, you're a piece of garbage, piece of shit. And I would have been like, mm-hmm. you cannot like a song. It's okay. It's it's, it's all right. Like, yeah. I can love it and you can hate it. And that's all right. I'll listen to it in my headphones. It'll be okay. I think I think part of it is wanting to belong to something or someone. Because so many of us that's do have very true. weird relationships with our families or our mm-hmm. friend groups are not real friend groups that we're trying to fit in because we don't want to be alone. And so right. I think some of that stems from that. And I also think that a lot of it stems from, specifically here in America, not having anything in place so we can all get mental health. It's right. not accessible. It's not affordable. And if you can actually like get yourself a doctor, trying to get time off work to go and get time from life in capitalist society to go <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and have time to process afterwards without crying on the bus on your way to another job, um, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking hard. Because like white men specifically are fragile, especially film bros. So, like, That's if you're, true. like, seeing the Cooper as an asshole, like we said, you're still catching strays on Twitter. And I'm like, I'm not going to respond to you, Mike, with two followers. Good day. <laughs> that's true. Well, and, yeah, that's true. I think a lot of the toxic people in those stand cultures are white men. Yes. Hands down. That, that is true. Yes. I think, again, it's an everybody problem. Yeah, um, But fair. it just depends on if you're looking at, like, films, pop stars, what have you. Because, like, different fandoms are different. If you want to see the white men show their asses, start listening to like metal bands and things and see what they say and how they act. I don't want to. Them rock <laughs> concerts. Mm, there's a reason why so many people were having to call people out of their shows during like the Warp Tour era and stuff. Because all mm. the white dudes out there grabbing bitches um, and doing hateful shit. And so mm. like it's and it's like so and so want me to do it because that's what his song is about. The Eminem stance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so again, Eminem it's. Sucks. Oh. Listen, listen. Come at me. I will. That's when I will stand. I'm. He should have never been a thing, but that's a whole other podcast. Right. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, where was <laughs> I going from? We got to white men. Oh, white men always disrupting me. We were talking. Oh, yes. Fandoms and people who need to stand things because, like, we- a fandom has just become a thing where it- the awful people coincide um, and take it too far. Like the Stranger Things fandom. We talked a lot about how Millie Bobby Brown picked up a bunch of pedos as a child who were cutting down to her turn 18. We talked about people who've been grooming her because they were fans of the show and they wanted to get to know the actors and they zeroed in on her. 
And we talk about how people were saying all kinds of shit about Flynn and he had stalkers, which I mean, again, that's scarring children. And I'm thinking about how like even this last year, because this last year they put out season four in 2022, everybody been home because of the pandemic. And a lot of people are not well. Like we're three years into Kovisha, y'all. A lot of us are not well. We're not coping. We have to go back outside because capitalism, but we're still processing things. We don't have time to process. And mm-hmm. so people have latched on to my favorite new husband, um, <laughs> Mr. Joseph Quinn. And like the boy can't breathe now. Like people are showing their asses every time he goes to a con, which is a lot because that's a lot of easy money. And he don't like to be at mm-hmm. home apparently. And so you see these people screaming at him when he's trying to go to the bathroom. You see these people like falling out of cars and shit. And it's just like, this is ridiculous and too much. This is too much. And I think that's a good point about the whole COVID of it all, because it's always been a problem. Don't get me wrong. It's not like this is new. But I do think that since COVID, it has exacerbated the, (laughs) masturbated the issue. No, I did one for the other. (laughs) (laughs) It made it so much worse because yeah we were all for even now a lot of the time but for a good two years we were all stuck at home for the majority of your day doing nothing but on social media in your silo watching the shit you love and becoming obsessed with it you know yeah no because like again we should all be in therapy but again america capitalism not gonna let it happen and so, like, when you have to, like, go away and spend time with your problems or time with things that you have, just have untreated and are not actual problems, you just need treatment and you can't get it because we're in a fucking America, it, it don't make it better. And so you do mm-hmm. gravitate and you do find yourself regressing to your tween eras and your tween years. Because I remember when I was a tween, I was living for, like, fucking Joshua Jackson. I get it. I get it, y'all. I get it. I was going to marry that man. I was going to live in Canada because I didn't want to be here. You still would if he if he said, Sheree, let's go. If him and his wife are about it, I will move today. <laughs> Me and her can figure it out. But, like, I will be in that house. <laughs> I will be quiet as a mouse. <laughs> I don't nice. cook. I don't clean. <laughs> he can still get it. He's got a show coming to Paramount, Fatal Attraction. I'll be watching. I have no hopes, but I will be watching. If I pop up with another podcast, mind your baskets. Look. <laughs> <laughs> the last chasing Trent. Why did like it was happening in the Richard Herman black box? Um, I I was like I put on my first few plays in this space. Look. Hey, I love that space. I go, you know, that's where we got our start, right? It because is. Lord knows they wouldn't produce any of our work outside of there, but. <laughs> when I had a reading of my play, which is one of Doc J's last acts um, as a teacher there, I was like, ha ha, bitches, I'm storming the castle. And then I stopped talking to them immediately again. Look. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, <laughs> it was bad. For those of y'all who did not go to UCM during our era, there was a black box space, which for those of you who don't do theater, is like a tiny little space where people can do like more fringe shows, not the beaten path, not mainstream things. And so students could be like, I want to do a reading of this script. I wrote a script. I want people to do it. And that's how we learned how to be real theater artists and not the actual <laughs> stuff we were paying for always. Um, yeah. It's where you learn how to collaborate, look and listen. When you learn how to work with your peers, which is what we all do outside of college. So it's like. Right. You learn how to work with yeah. them and who not to work with. You learn a lot real fast. I, 
I think I had more fun in that black box than I'd had with all of the main stages, even though I think that my favorite main stage I did there was Hard on the Drive with Doc J, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. What else is going to top yeah. that? Right. Because, yes. I, I Like, oh, 100%. I had more fun in the black box. I was able to do, I was able to actually direct, uh, which is what I love to, to do, and I still love doing it. But anyway, um, yeah, I... I so support that as a space and as an idea. And I loved the uh, the idea that that was, and I think maybe this is where we're coming at with this whole conversation about criticism and being able to respect someone else's opinion about art, because we saw some shit in that black box too. There was some not good stuff, (laughs) but, and I loved that the, the slogan of that, of that space was a place for students to fail. You could just try it and see what the, if it works, fucking great. If it doesn't work, also great. At Listen, least you tried it. You have to try before you know what you can and cannot do. If you don't try right. it, then you'll never know. And you sit around being like, I should have, could have, would have. And I, I think that part of that black box lesson is what led us to start our own fucking podcast in the pandemic. I think it's what keeps me pushing to do my own shit because I'm like, I've tried working for the people. It's always the same sunken dance and I hate it. So what if I just like stay my ass at home and avoid those fights (laughs) and focus (laughs) on doing what I love, which is watching horror shit and like finding ways of getting paid to watch the horror shit, whether it's article, podcast or whatever. And I, that's something that we don't instill in the youth, um, especially when we are coming from certain families where it's like nobody else ever got to have, have a dream. You're going to be a nurse or mm-hmm. you're going to do the family business or you're going to farm. And so I think that we need to like let people just like have imaginations and see where that gets them. And if it gets them nowhere, they can say they tried it at least as opposed to right. sitting around at the age of 60 being like, what if, what could have been? I could have made killer clowns from outer space. Listen, and, you know, li- and again, as shitty as this movie is, it is kind of inspiring to see another B movie that is, not good. Um, I cannot say it's good, but it does make me happy in a weird way. I'll never watch it again. Um, <laughs> um, and it makes me feel a way. And I, I, again, I think that we should all get to make a B movie. And I know mm-hmm. that times are dire. Nobody wants to fund anything. But I think that we should all make a B movie. And I am making it, I'm speaking into fruition. I will make a movie. I cannot swear it'll be good because who knows what budgets are going to do. But I think it's time because, again, I've seen enough B-movies. I've seen enough <laughs> bad movies. I've seen enough mid-movies. And I, I'm i putting this in my little, little manifest situation. I'm putting it the energy out there. Um, it's like a Kickstarter for me in the next maybe year, year and a half, depending on what life throws at me. Because I think it's time to make my own shit because I'm tired of waiting for yeah. somebody to be like, let her write a thing. Let's read her a script. I'm just going to make my own shit. I don't know why I keep trying to f- play these fucking rules and boxes. They never work. I end up teaching myself anyways. So yeah, we're going to figure it yeah. out. Well, and I can't wait to open my wallet and open my eyeballs. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's it. creepy. <laughs> All right. Shall we get to hot takes? Yes. What's your hot take? I need Charade. a new one as usual. Can <laughs> we go with mine while you think? Or are you good? Uh, I'm a I'm a wing it, like an eyeliner. I think I am more inspired by the grit and tenacity and audacity of people who make movies that will never be great <laughs> than I am by great movies. Because it's hard to make a great movie. It's also hard to make a bad movie. 
But like the movie getting made is a win. This is not a great movie, but it inspires me. And it's like, well, can I do better than Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Yes, I can. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I already thought about whatever I'm going to do. Um, so again, inspired by movies I shouldn't be inspired by. Um, and knowing that the stakes are so low and it's fine. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, um, my, I think, so my hot take, while this movie has a ton of charm, it's so fun to watch. There's a lot of really funny moments and it's slapsticky. It's, you know, I think where this movie law loses me, it's just that there's no substance. There's no substance to this movie, which if that's your thing, that's great. It's not mine. You know, I'm not, again, I'm not judging anyone. I'm just saying that that is my issue in this film is that there is no substance. Whereas if this movie had even an ounce of like something, I think I would like it. I think I would like it more, but again, charming, funny, fun, slapstick, wacky, all those things. Yes. I, I'm not mad at that hot take. I'm not mad at the hot take. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do think there's something to be said for fun movies that are low stakes. Because again, you go up to Cocaine Bear. Yeah. I just don't think that this is one of them I'm willing to argue for. And that's why I can't really <laughs> be like, let's rumble. Oh. <laughs> that's fair. That's totally fair. I think you may, you may have this movie a little higher than I do. Not by a bunch, but a little bit maybe, but. I just. I mean, she's a discount Walmart find, and that's I love that for her. And that's a good life. It, it, it's it's a better life than most. <laughs> yes, there are movies I hate worse than this movie. That is absolutely Listen, true. Listen, though. <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. Well, that is our thoughts on Killer Clowns from Outer Space by William Shakespeare. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Uh, next week we are excited to be covering Night of the Comet that's right y'all it's a first time watch for both of us I believe and we're on our patrons pick it because it's our season finale that's right y'all after next week you're not going to hear us anymore this season boop boop yep so if you hate us after this episode hey you just got one more listen listen (laughs) you like them bitches shit on killer clowns they have no taste them uncouth hoes um <laughs> you can take a break after next week. And by a break, right. not a long one, because we don't go away. Um because <laughs> we work hard for the no money. Listen, so hard for no money. Don't so hard <laughs> we work for hard no for the air. Listen, I'll be a private dancer. A dancer for money. <laughs> Because we need it. Because we have podcasts. I still dance because I don't make money moves to unparaphrase Cardi B. <laughs> um. It's not a seasonal and fierce if we don't quote Cardi B at least Listen. twice. Like, she should just go ahead and swing through at this point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Truly, I would die. I, um, listen, listen. Listen. But yes, yeah, so thank you all so much for listening. And as always... Make sure that you stay fierce out there. Mm, Bye.